Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 126 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negeb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out in weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 9 through 15. Concerning the prophets, my heart is crushed within me, all my bones shake. I have become like a drunkard, like one who overcame by wine, because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers, because of the curse the land mourns, and the pastures of the wilderness are dried up. Their course has been evil, and their might is not right. Both prophet and priest are ungodly. Even in my house I have found their wickedness, says the Lord. Therefore their way shall be to them like slippery paths in the darkness, into which they shall be driven and fall. For I will bring disaster upon them in the year of their punishment, says the Lord. In the prophets of Samaria I saw a disgusting thing, They prophesied by Baal and led many people astray. But in the prophets of Jerusalem I have seen a more shocking thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns from wickedness. All of them have become like Sodom to me, and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, I am going to make them eat wormwood and give them poisoned water to drink. For from the prophets of Jerusalem, ungodliness has spread through the land. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. This king of Melchizedek of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he was returning from defeating the kings and blessed him. And to him Abraham apportioned one-tenth of everything. His name, in the first place, means king of righteousness. Next, he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. See how great he is. Even Abraham the patriarch gave him a tenth of the spoils. And those descendants of Levi who receive the priestly office have a commandment in the law to collect tithes from the people, that is, from their kindred, though these are also descended from Abraham. But this man, who does not belong to their ancestry, collected tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had received the promises. It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. In the one case, tithes are received by those who are mortal, in the other, by one of whom it is testified that he lives. One might even say that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, for he was still in the loins of his ancestor when Melchizedek met him.
Good morning and welcome to the 20th Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 126, Jeremiah 23, and Hebrews 7. Uh, Yesterday, I spoke a little bit about, you know, kings and kingship and um, how um, Jesus represents what power should look like in God's created world. Um, And uh, in Hebrews, we have this example of King Melchizedek of Salem, um, who is also called priest of the Most High God. And his interaction with Abraham, and long story short, he, the king, gives Abraham uh, a tenth of of everything. Um, and I think it's the same king that marries Sarah, but I, I'm not totally sure. Um, but there's this line in there uh, that the inferior is blessed by the superior. And speaking of politics and rulers and what a king is supposed to be, because we also had First Samuel 8 earlier this week, and you know the people rejecting God and asking for a king, um, that kings are, you know, are, are prone, as Samuel explained, to take things that don't belong to them, uh, to recruit your children into the military and wars, and um, they're, they tend toward corruption and extortion, etc. And that, I think, is is true. I think that's, yeah. I mean, even if it's not extortion, taxes um, are, you know, this are something that, that we owe the king, that we owe our head of state or our government. And democracy is certainly better than, um, you know, authoritarianism, but the nature of the king um, is to draw authority and wealth from the people, and then ideally redistribute it um, evenly, like in a democracy. But anyway, um, that isn't to say that the idea of rulers or ru- rulers themselves are bad, but the way they are supposed to act is to bless those underneath them. Um, you know, the whether we're talking about like the, the household codes and and um, the way that Paul talks about sex and gender. Uh, or we're talking about the hierarchies and and everything and the the uh, stratias of the heavens, the armies of the heavens and the earth, as it, as Genesis talks about. Um, those that are above others are to bless those below them, and we have this example in King Melchizedek who gives tithes to someone who's below him, and it has this comparison in Hebrews like. You know, the priests have to go around and collect the tithes, you know, the tax. Um, and here we have a king who's giving it to someone so lowly and not having to be asked, you know, not even having to be asked. Um, and so the nature, the created nature of kings is to bless those who are inferior to them, uh, to protect them, just as Paul talks about a husband protecting the wife. If there's a hierarchy, the greatest uh, shall be last, and the last shall be, you know, the greatest. Um, and that's the way that God made the world. We human beings have our own way of thinking about things, usually pretty self-congratulatory, um, uh, or 
probably a little bit too self-deprecatory. Um, but there's a middle ground where structure and order and hierarchy are there, but they are they are subversions of our human understanding of them, almost a mirror image of of what we think they should be. And I don't mean mirror image in, as in the exact same. I mean flipping everything. Uh, you know, I've, for the longest time I wondered, like, why why is it when I take a selfie or like a, a, a video, a video selfie, why are all the words swapped? Why do they switch them? Well, apparently Apple doesn't want you to freak out. It, may, it wants you to think that you're looking in a mirror. So it flips the image. So you see when you're looking at your front-facing camera, you see what a mirror shows you because Apple's flipping the image. Um, because, I don't know, maybe it thinks that you're going to freak out if you see what everybody else sees. But anyway. Um, and so that's what uh, I think you know, it, it happens. Uh, we, uh, we humans, uh, out of self-interest or, or whatever, we get all these ideas about how the, we think the world works. Um, and it's almost the exact opposite of the way that God has created it. Um, that God, as ruler and king, um, God blesses all of us who are inferior to God. In fact, we're the lowest. You know, we're the youngest of the generations of the earth. Um, and that is not, that isn't like, I have this weird thing about like the way things were created and the way we perceive them and tell ourselves uh, they are. Um, you know, the cross didn't change anything. Uh, it changed our perception of of what power means, what humanity means, but that's always been there from the beginning. Um, it's always been that the superior God, Jesus, um, that the superior blesses the inferior, right? Um, this is what it means to be a ruler, that you bless the people underneath you. Um, and it looks like, it will look like you are beneath them um, because typically that's where you have to be in order to bless uh, those people who are below you and the lowest among your community. Um, and that is precisely the way God created leadership. Um, not, you know, not... Um, you know, kind of uh, uh, giving it lip service, but really being there. Um, and so when we get upset when, you know, a CEO or the president of a company or a school or something, like we get upset that they are, um, you know, living the high life. I was listening to this <laughs> podcast about Jerry Falwell Jr. and, and all everything that's going on there. Um, like when we see someone living the high life, detached from, you know, the people that they are, uh, that they serve as ruler, um, we get upset, and rightly so, because we know that's not right. We know that the superior is supposed to bless the inferior. We know that, um, our, especially in a democracy, we have this idea of popular sovereignty. Um, but even in you know more feudal kind of systems, God you know doesn't change things around just because the time you know goes on it's always been that the king is at the bottom uh david most represents this of the kings uh, under the unified kingdom 
um, who made sure that everybody was taken care of, um, who didn't think of himself so highly just because he was the king. Um, and that is, uh, that is the kind of example that Christ uh, gives us of suffering uh, in order to spare his people uh, suffering, to take on the burdens of the world, uh, to spare those underneath you. That is what it means to be in, in command of, of other people. A prayer for sound government from the Book of Common Prayer. O Lord, our governor, bless the leaders of our land that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to other nations of the earth. Teach our people to rely on your strength and to accept their responsibilities to their fellow citizens, that they may elect trustworthy leaders and make wise decisions for the well-being of our society, that we may serve you faithfully in our generation and honor your holy name. For yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.